0: This is Mortgage Lending Mastery. Get the knowledge you need from America's Mortgage Mentor. With more than 30 years of experience and over $1 billion in lifetime fundings, you'll learn to take your mortgage practice to new heights. Certified Mortgage Planner and CEO of KineticSparkConsulting.com, here is Jennifer DuPlessis. Hello and welcome back to Mortgage Lending Mastery. This is your host, Jen DuPlessis. Hope everybody's doing great. Today I wanted to talk to you about an acronym called LAUNCH, L-A-U-N-C-H. Now for those of you that are listening that were at the Mortgage Revolution event in Las Vegas a few weeks back, you will recall that I had exactly 10 minutes to share this idea with you. Additionally, I was asked to share one tip. That changed my business and it was impossible to be able to do something like that in 10 minutes, given my 30 plus years in the industry. And it was funny too, because while I was there, I uh, found out that I was the most tenured in the room of a hundred some people. And that was kind of scary. But anyway, nonetheless, um, I was able to get it done, but I wanted to take extra time to talk about it on this particular podcast And what I thought I would do is just set the tone on this first podcast in a series to go through each of the letters in the acronym. So today we're going to talk specifically about the L in launch, but not until I've talked to you about my tipping point. So as I was thinking through this, I thought, you know, way back, what was the one thing that really tipped my career and moved me, at least on the origination side, and moved me into more of a powerhouse and really doing what was in my genius zone. Uh, Because up until this point, I had been um, an underwriter, a processor, a manager, a sales manager for 180 loan officers uh, in a regional capacity, um, a national sales director, for another company and so I have a lot of management experience but I wanted to really move into origination because especially because I was a an underwriter and I felt like I could do a better job than most loan officers because I had that experience and of course I had been a processor as well way 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 back in the early 80s and I thought you know I could do a better job out in the field because really what a loan officer's job is not only is it the sales piece of it, which I have lots and lots of experience on, and I teach sales uh, all around the country to mortgage companies and individuals and realtors, I wanted to be able to become a roaming underwriter, to be able to catch everything and anything I could on the front side of the loan so that the backside would be much easier to accomplish. And, and that's something that we all strive to do today, although today it's more about just completing the application, as we all hear all the time from everybody, just take a complete application. And that is so true, to take a complete application. But it's not just the document. It's you know really a life story. And if you look at it as a book, you know how does each one of those boxes implement the overall strategy for the loan? Uh, So if they have children and then then they subsequently have no money in the bank, then uh, that's a story right there where you had the opportunity to refer to a referral partner, you know, financial planner to help them get started with their college education. So every single box on the application has a significant impact on the overall story. And so if you look at the 1003 as the book, then... Um, each piece of it is a chapter or words in the book, but that wasn't the reason. And that's not the reason for this particular podcast. Sorry. I, I divert myself a lot. So here's, here's what was my turning point. I was doing 18 loans a month and I couldn't get past 18. I had enough loans in my pipeline to get past that, but Physically, I couldn't get past it. I was working till 11 o'clock at night and I was in a real estate office. This is the funny thing about it is that I was in a real estate office and I was working solely with those loan or uh, real estate agents. I maybe had a few outside of the office, but solely those. So I was an in-house loan ho- officer for them, but listen, it, I only captured, I think, 21 or 23% of the business in the office, and here I was closing 18 loans. It was a very large office. They were very stuck in their ways, but I was able to educate them, and that really was what perpetuated the education piece of things. But I, I was educating them and getting their business, which was great, but closing 18 loans a month, no matter what happened, I could never close 19. It was always 18, and to me, that was a glass ceiling. So my turning point was that I needed to hire someone to help me. And I know a lot of you are hiring people at five and seven loans a month. And that is fine. Um, Especially in today's market, because it's so uh, compliant, laced and, you know, and I get that. Um, So I don't have any issues with that whatsoever. You should be hiring someone soon. And I've mentioned that on several occasions, but Here I was closing 18 loans a month and not getting past it, glass ceiling, I could see the 19 and the 20 above it, but I was holding on to my ego so much, and a lot of us do this, where we just feel like we built it, and therefore everybody wants us. But really, guys, what they want, and gals, sorry, (laughs) really what they want is the experience that they get by working with you. And you think that that experience is because of you. And and rightly so, because you did build it and you set the systems and the processes in place and whatever it is that you do that they love, you continue to do. But I have news for you. As you get more and more business in your pipeline, you start dropping balls someplace. In fact, someone said this to me not too long ago. I was talking with someone when I was in Las Vegas, and they said, you know, there's a difference between juggling balls and juggling glass balls. And I thought that was really, really important to understand because while you're juggling balls for a while, eventually they become glass balls. And if something drops in any category, it could be very detrimental to your business. And so as a result, you work longer and harder hours to make sure that you're protecting these glass balls. But honestly, what's happening is one, you're hurting yourself physically, you're hurting yourself emotionally, and the odds are you're most likely hurting your personal relationships and your children too. So I really strongly urge you to really look at the quality of your business, not the quantity, but the quality of the business that you're doing right now because you're probably not running at 100% capacity. Most likely, you're running at, let's say, 40 or 60% capacity. And yet I hear from everyone, I don't want to hire anybody because I can just do it better myself. I can't find someone who's a mini me. Well, you guys, you don't want a mini you. A mini you is someone who's doing it 40 to 60% because you're working all these long hours and you're forgetting things and things are falling through the cracks. So what you want is to hire someone that can do it 1% better than you. And if you can find someone who can do it at hundred percent, fantastic. But look for someone who can do it 80%. Do whatever it is you're doing at least 80% as good as you, because across the board, you're only working and functioning at 40 or 60% capacity. Now, if you are functioning at 100% capacity with all these glass balls in the air, working till 11 o'clock at night, then you have to ask yourself, is it worth working at 100% to 11 o'clock at night and not having a life? Because any money that you are making, you're not enjoying. When are you going to take off? I'm coaching someone now who just doesn't want to take vacation because if she does, she's going, everything's going to fall through the cracks because she doesn't trust her team. She doesn't have the right people on her team. She doesn't trust herself. She takes on too much of the process herself. And as a result, she can't take time off, can't enjoy the money she's making, And is, she keeps saying she's ADD, but I think that we make ourselves ADD by all this multitasking that we do. So this was my turning point. I'm saying, why am I working till 11 o'clock at night? And by the way, I lived 54 miles one way from my office and then driving home only to get up really early in the morning. If I even made it through the night without worrying about something and getting up four or five times and Getting back up and going into the office in the morning because as an inside um, or loan officer who's placed inside of a real estate office, you have to be there when everybody else is be there. They they expect that from you. So I was on everybody else's time, everybody else's schedule, doing lots of loans. Everyone loved the the service I was providing, but I was killing myself to do it. So that was my tipping point. I said, enough is enough. One, it's not worth the money. Two, it's not worth my health or my emotions. Um, And I had nothing else except that. I was recognizing or identifying myself as a mortgage lender, not as a mom, not as a wife, not as a dancer, not as, you know, um, someone who's inspirational, not a life learner, not a Christian, nothing. I was a mortgage lender 24-7, even while I was sleeping or trying to sleep. And that was my tipping point. I said, you know what? I have to hire somebody. I have to. And this was really, really important because the day I hired that person, or the weeks, I should say, um, as a result of hiring that person, I didn't go to 19 loans a month. And that was my goal. Instead, I went to 25 and 26 loans a month. And I realized very quickly that they were paying for their position from the very first month. So if you think this is about money, you're completely wrong, at least money out of your pocket. What you are completely right about is that hiring the right person and identifying and knowing your right Goals and your your perfect process for you, and how this person's going to fit in. And I mentioned this before your process is from A to Z in a horizontal graph. When you inject another person onto your team, now it becomes a vertical graph. And you'll have to identify who does A, who does B whose role is C, and then what happens at D, and you may find that you're doing a lot of the items until you get that second and third person on your team. You may find that your your, uh, first hire does double duty until you get a third person on your team, but you've got to identify not only the horizontal A through Z, but the vertical pieces as well, because as soon as you hire someone, they have to clearly understand their lane, their role, their wheelhouse, whichever you wanna call it. And you have to dig very deep trenches for those roles. So there's not double work, double checking, or things going um, sliding through the cracks. So that was my tipping point. And I imagine that each one of you is probably at some kind of tipping point, where whether you're closing three to four loans a month and you need to get to a tipping point where you're closing five to seven or five to seven going to 10, 10 going to 15, 15 going to 20, 25 going to 30, etc. cetera. So that's the one thing I wanted to share with you today is that tipping point. And that's what made me think that I could put together this acronym of LAUNCH and be able to share that with everyone in 10 minutes, which I'm not going to do in 10 minutes with with, um, my listeners. But um, that was the tipping point for me. That was that one thing that made me realize that I have to get out of my own way in order to be successful. And then it's not that they want me. And you know what? You can call them, you can call your clients back, make that part of your process if that's how it makes you feel. And by the way, it makes me feel good to do that. So when I get a referral, I call the client and just have a quick little chat with them, and then I pass the baton on to my mortgage planner to gather the information. You may not want to do that. It's your plan, not not mine. But if that's what you feel is the reason that you get business is because they love that initial conversation with you, then keep doing that initial conversation. That'll help you feel better about making this change. But I just cannot stress enough how important this is. And I know our, our industry is talking more and more and more about teams and assistants and whatnot. The bottom line is we are salespeople. We should not be in operations. And by getting involved in our loan, we're in operations. So are you going to be in operations and have your income capped? Or are you going to be in sales and have the sky's the limit? That's really the bottom line. So let's talk about the L in launch, and then look for the next items to be coming out in the next few weeks. We'll be doing um, all of the other letters of this acronym, and they will be shorter uh, podcasts than this one. I just needed to set this up. So L stands for leverage, leveraging anybody and anybody you can to help your business grow. So the first thing is that you're going to leverage your team, and I've just talked about this quite a bit but leveraging your team and identifying all the roles for each person and how they are going to take on responsibilities that you don't want to take on. So I'll let that one be for now. Leveraging your referral partners, um, asking them, and go back to one of my uh, very, very first podcasts about uh, called Before We Hang Up, but leveraging your referral partners Every single day, virtually every phone call that I have before we hang up, I say exactly that. Hey, real quick, before we hang up, I'm expanding my business to work with top notch realtors. Do you know, or who do you know, that you could share or introduce me to that you think would be a good fit for my mortgage practice? Or before we hang up, I'm expanding my business to work with people who recently became engaged. Who do you know that recently became engaged? Or who do you know whose child recently became engaged? Be very specific in it, but leverage them to expand your business. This isn't a one-man deal. I mean, you don't have to make it a one-person business. You can have everyone else helping you in leveraging. Leverage, again, consider this. Leverage the opportunity to train, teach, present at real estate offices, create your own opportunities within your office, and have consistent training. Have a series of training so that it builds on itself. And train your realtors, your financial planners, and your estate planners all the time because that leverage will give you time instead of going and meeting everybody for coffee, to see if we ha- you know have a basis for doing business together maybe you want to invite 5 to 10 to 20 people into your office and then cherry pick the people you want you like number 1 and then do some research on their business after the class and find out if they fit your category and your requirements for volume because what is important to you may not be important to someone else for example I think I've mentioned this before experienced on ice versus inexperienced on fire. So which one of those is more interesting to you? Would you rather work with inexperienced financial planners, estate planners, divorce attorneys, and realtors who are on fire, or would you rather work with experienced people who are on ice in both cases, you're going to have to coach and train them and help them with their business. Always, because the experienced per- person who's on ice needs a jump start, And they might just need some new ideas, new technology, fresh approach that you can bring to them. The person who is inexperienced is excited to get moving, but they kind of are running in a whole bunch of different directions. So, you can hone them in and work with them together to help guide them and be their confidant and their mentor as they're building their business. So when you have someone come into a class that you're teaching or that you go to, look at their business and find out, have they done one transaction every quarter or every year? Are they doing 10 transactions a month? Are they a listing agent versus a selling agent? Do they have other lenders that you're working with? They're working with because you want an exclusive relationship with a handful of them. If they're going to send to 3, say goodbye. You want an exclusive relationship with just a handful of them because you're going to dedicate your time and effort specifically to helping their business grow while helping your business grow as well. But again, this is, this is up to you. Now, for me personally, I, I don't like some of the top, top, top producers because I think they have attitudes. So I tend to go for someone more midstream, um, in the middle of the row, you know, where they're at their tipping point, where they're a single, a uh, real estate agent for example and they're just about ready to go to the next level where they might need an assistant or a transaction manager i particularly like them because they really need they're struggling they're trying to figure out how do i stop doing all the business by myself because i'm running around very harried and bring someone on board to help me out now does that sound familiar does that sound like someone you could look in the mirror and find uh, so together you could grow your businesses. You can lean on each other to grow your business. So that's the L of leveraging. So think through that a little bit and figure out, you know, could you add some some classes? Could you try to do some presentations? Um, Could you write out the before we hang up and have a theme every week so that you remind yourself every single time you're on the phone, you're asking, who do you know? that just got married? Who do you know that became pregnant? Who do you know who's a real estate investor? Who do you know that is self-employed? Who do you know that is struggling with down payment? Who do you know that just became divorced? Be very, very specific in what you're asking and ask everybody and anybody all week. And then getting back to your team. Gosh, I know I'm here. We're hearing it all over the place. And there's a lot of people that are stuck, not knowing where to start because there's so many systems out there. I can tell you from my three decades of experience and being exposed to several top producers in the country who are friends of mine and building my own unbelievable system that you have got to make it your system. You can't buy a plug and play. You can buy a template, you can buy a skeleton, the bones of a house, but only you can decorate the house, is going to be your system. So waiting for someone else to come up with a system for you and waiting for one that you can buy and spending an exorbitant amount of money buying several different systems, but not taking any action on any of them is just absolutely silly. Sit down, figure out what you want to do in your system, how you want your brand to be recognized, how you want to communicate with your clients and your referral partners throughout a, an entire process during the loan determine who's going to do what part of it. If there's a part that you want to do, but you have call reluctance in doing, then find someone, hire someone on your team who loves doing that piece. But I'm telling you, and I hate saying that, I'm telling you, it is so important that you determine your process before you start engaging with bringing on new people. I hope that this podcast, I say that every time, but I do. I hope that this podcast has been helpful for you. And I hope that you're excited for listening in on the next series of launch. L-A-U-N-C-H. So I will catch you in the next podcast where we talk about A for action. Have a great week and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to Mortgage Lending Mastery. If you liked what you heard, please drop by iTunes and leave a comment or rating. Get more free email updates, transcripts, selling and education resources, and Jen's upcoming speaking events. Just visit our website at kineticsparkconsulting.com.